0: Hey everybody, this is Diana Stemkowski of Decisions Small and Large with Diana podcast. Today I bring up a subject near and dear, my own humanness. And if you're like me, you struggle with accepting what you see as your failings and limitations as a human being. And if being a human involves all those messy and uncomfortable emotions and they're responsible for keeping me stuck, then I just don't want them at all. And unfortunately, that's not the way it works. So in this episode, I'm gonna be looking at four different myths about personal growth that are holding you back from accepting and enjoying your human experiences. So those four myths are, my notes are kind of a mess, bear with me. So the first myth, life is supposed to be great or pretty good most of the time. The second myth is negative emotions are causing me pain and discomfort. The third one is I should be farther along than I am. And the fourth and final is, I will get there someday. So the first one I, I talk about is um, this conception, this myth, this belief that we have that life is supposed to be great pretty much all the time. We, we recognize that life, you know, there are going to be times when we're, you know, on a roller coaster, up and down, up and down. But we cling to this belief that it should be good most of the time. And really, in reality, if you look at it, life is roughly 50% positive feeling and 50% negative feeling. And that could fluctuate from day to day. And you might have a really good day one day, or you might have a really good hour. (laughs) And then the next hour is not so great. So if we keep a, a total of all those, well, it was good here and not so good feeling here, it will add up roughly to 50% positive, 50% negative. So, and I know for me, um we, how I explain this to people is we need the contrast to appreciate and learn from the the spectrum of emotions that are available to us as humans and if we don't have happy, we're not, we don't know what sad is. And having some of these negative feeling emotions like sadness or disappointment or uh, frustration, doubt, fear are all very educational. And I'm gonna be talking about this in the next one. Um, But emotions basically are neutral. We have thoughts about them. Disappointment should be bad. But really, it's our thoughts about them that create this this negative feeling experience for us. And this life is roughly 50-50 is uh, probably one of the hardest things I've had to work on and accept. And that evolution for me is ongoing. As uh, as an example, last week, I had a rough time with being a human being. I was full on, like, I want to be better than human, because if I'm better than human, then <laughs> I won't be feeling like crap all the time. And, you know, I I obviously can't say I'm all, I'm all there with this 100% that I accept that life is 50-50, because it, it shows up in different plate in ways in different places in my life, and I have to sort of, you know, have to go through this process again. Yes, I accept it far more than I ever have, but it's it's a it's a struggle sometimes, especially when you're feeling really bad about yourself, you know, in terms of my belief and my confidence, and over overshadowing and crushing doubt and fear. So. You know, I I still believe I should be above and beyond my discomfort by now because, you know, I'm a coach. And but the reality is I'm a hot mess just like everyone else. When I get coached, my brain, you know, left to its unmanaged state becomes a playground of sadists. So uh, and then it starts to cannibalize on itself. I get you know, you can get caught for me anyway, my own experience is that I can get very caught up in a cycle that I cannot get out of. And in the past, that would be crippling, I would be, I wouldn't say catatonic, but very definitely in my own head, to the exclusion of everything else, not a great place to be. So you know, I can't escape my humanness, and I'm pretty sure you can't either. Um, And when we fight against our humanness, this causes exhaustion we're arguing against the reality of our human experience we get frustrated we judge we feel shame we want it to be different than that really is and the only person paying for this belief is us we're torturing ourselves by expecting this to be different and i know for me exhaustion was a big thing for me last week i hit a wall Um, I've been doing a lot of work on really experiencing my emotions in my body because that's where they are. They're not in our head. And those emotions felt so immediate, so pressurized, so heavy and uncomfortable that I, I just, I wanted them gone and I couldn't escape them. And so I got coaching on this several times and, and realized it always comes back to this. I want to be more than human. This belief, this desire to be more than human will exclude me and excuse me from all of that discomfort. It it won't. Unfortunately. Damn it. And I have this conversation with a lot of you uh, during our coaching sessions and <laughs> it's It's something that we have have to work on for a lot of us. So the second myth is my negative emotions are causing me pain and discomfort. And I mentioned this earlier. Emotions are neutral. Emotions, as we think of the name, say frustration or pain or discomfort or shame, guilt, whatever, that we have thoughts about those emotions and how we think they feel in our bodies and because we already have we think we have a relationship with these emotions in our bodies we're already associating bad experiences discomfort in our bodies this tightness this immediacy and this um extreme sensation in our bodies um they have no meaning or cause a felt experience until we think of them. And so let me give you an example. This looks like, for instance, my thought that I'm going to get worked on uh, with the help of a coach in a few minutes is this, this belief, I can't do all I need to do to be successful. This is the thought I'm having that came up to me when I was doing some journaling. And I was like, well, isn't, you know, isn't that true? felt really true I was like this is it possible that this couldn't be but I know with my own self-coaching and coaching that there's something underneath this and I couldn't even figure out what the feeling was this that this thought brought up for me I think it was a weird mix of discouragement despair doubt and panic panic and I think the overriding sensation or the, the emotion that I had was panic because my my body the center part of my body clenched and restricted itself so much I could barely breathe, and so from that feeling of panic, what i'm focusing on is the panic that sensation in my body i'm my awareness is fully on my discomfort and the great need to avoid it. So I have this tightening in my chest. I feel like I have a a vice around my diaphragm. I'm not being able, I can't breathe very easily. I am, uh, my guts are a mess, my head's a mess. And my mind is responding to these sensations in my body as if I need protecting from them. And so that translates in my brain let's just shut that down. Let's think of something else. Let's go eat. Let's go, um, I don't know, my big buffering, uh, what I use to make myself feel emotionally better is usually food or busyness. I love me some business. Let's go clean this that I don't need to clean. A lot of avoidance. So for me, you know these are just sensations, but my body is reading them as something to avoid let's shut this down let's shove some food in your face so you can feel better and Really, nothing has gone wrong and i it, it's I struggled to remember that so when we we label these emotions as bad, some of these negative feeling emotions as bad and want to avoid them we 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 think whatever context we expect them or experience them is bad too so for me I was thinking about um, my business and my goals for June 2021 and recognizing in some ways that I I may not get there and not appreciating all the the uh, all the things I have done and all the things that I have succeeded at in June my mind was focused on you suck you didn't do this, you, this didn't happen, and you have 10 or so days left in June, and you're, you're just going to screw it up and not do it. So that's a continuous cycle for me. So I'm thinking that my goal or goals for June are causing these, these feelings, this pressure, this immediacy, when it's really my thought. I can't uh, do what I need to do in order to be successful. My belief in that thought. So really the truth is, you know, we think with these emotions that they are beyond us. That we are, they are not in our control. When in, in, in fact, the truth is they are under our control always. Because once we recognize that our thoughts are responsible for creating those sensations in our bodies then we can change them. We can look at those thoughts and what I call dismantle them. Are they even true, these thoughts? Are these even serving me? Do I want to continue thinking these thoughts? Because we can always believe something else. So personal growth work teaches us higher levels of self-awareness. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for answers. And so this belief that emotions are uncomfortable out of our control and should be avoided, keep, keeps us from transforming in deeper and more enriching ways for us and, and help us create the present and future that we want. So number three is uh, I should be farther along than I am. This, this sense of entitlement almost to this. I've been doing the work. I've been doing self-work for years, possibly decades And I'm not where some of the people I look up to or want to emulate are, whoever that is. And for me, I think of a lot of the coaches who I consider my uh, mentors. And they are examples to me of what is possible. And so I'm always, I think I should be where they are now forgetting the years of work and, I mean, not just professionally, but emotionally and psychologically that they had to do to get to where they are now. I'm looking at where they are now as where I should start. And that is an unbelievably sneaky, powerful, and crappy thought belief to have. So, You know, I I think of, I've come, a lot of people who know me have told me since roughly 2012, you've changed so much. And they bring my attention to it. I can't believe how different you are. And they think it was an overnight thing, like I do with some of the coaches that I (laughs) I want to to be like. And they think it just happened overnight. It was easy and boom, here we are on the other side. No. So the answers are within us, not outside. And you've probably heard that before. Their answers that resulted in them being successful or um, like you want to be are there. That, That was their work. Your work our work is to figure out what exactly we really want and need comparing and despairing here is not going to benefit us we're comparing ourselves to people who've done years of work to be where they are in you know very personal work getting in touch with those things wants and needs and purpose that have nothing to do with what what we want the work is figuring out what what that looks like for us so you know we have this I know I've had this thought like I'm entitled to all of these things right now because I know I've done work so you see where that expectation gets you you know if we start having expectations of what personal growth is going to give us and we're looking at it from a A needy, graspy way, it will always elude us. So it's, you know, we look at, you know, comparing and despairing helps no one. It really keeps us where we're we are where we are. There is no forward motion from compare and despair. We stay stuck. It also, when we're doing this, it discredits our own experiences, our own wins. Our own growth over spans of years, how much we've changed, how much of our relationships have changed, how much we we've, we've you know gotten closer to who who we want to be, and our thoughts around this compare and despair on these other people. We're not seeing our own transformation; we see theirs. We we're very attached in some ways to those achievements and those outward accolades that these people have. And they're probably still a hot mess inside anyway, but they've, they've uh, evolved in such a way that the hot mess is much more manageable to them. They've learned higher level thinking and higher level awareness of themselves something I aspire to and something I achieve every day. I'm five times more aware of myself and who I am and what I want than I was last week. So it's easy to discount our wins, our achievements, our growth over a long span of time and the short span of time. So you know, we're tied to somebody else looking like our transformation needs to look like somebody else's. That doesn't serve us at all. There's something to learn from them, but you can't base your work on what somebody else is experiencing. So the fourth myth I will get there someday. There is no there. The journey to there wherever there is, is the point. We have expectations around that journey that only limit us. Well, I've done the work, I've followed this person, I've taken their classes, I've you know, input, put some of those concepts and tools into my own life and I expect to get some kind of results. And I talked about this. That expectation coming from need or graspiness will not help us. We will not see the result or we will, and it will take far longer to get there. So yeah, what you need to answer there is what is there exactly? What, where is there? When is there? How will you know when you get there? So For me, remember, going back to life is roughly 50% positive and 50% negative. There, and here's what I'm offering you, there is embracing this concept of life is 50-50 always. And being able to balance all the emotions, the negative, the positive feeling ones, all at once. And keep going anyway. So, it feels from my own personal experience, this feels like you're a bubbling cauldron of all kinds of things. And if you can be the observer of this in your body and recognizing, oh, this feels like doubt or shame, and this other feeling feels like it's excitement and anticipation, and they all are this churning <laughs> mixture in your body, and you can observe all that, it's fascinating. But that's a form of there. There is also paying more attention to, uh, and I'm going to use two names here that I have borrowed from another coach. There are several parts of our brain, but the two that we work with the most in the coaching uh, relationship is the Gigi brain, which is our prefrontal cortex. And Gigi is our strategist, she is always trying to find answers and ways around our limitations and our obstacles. Gigi has the best and highest intentions for us. Gigi wants what we want. Gigi, if we ask her, will guide us to where we want to go. We don't, a lot in a lot of people's cases, Gigi is this little voice we hear some of the time and we easily dismiss on the other side of GG is Helga. Now Helga is our primal brain, our mean girl brain. And for some of us, Helga and mean girls are the mean girl parts are two different things. But really, Helga is that mean girl part that is always trying to protect us and keep us where we are. She does this through scaring the crap out of us, those sensations in the body we respond to, there is always something wrong to Helga. Always. She wants us to stay where we are. She's going to keep us there however way she can. That could be shaming us, making us feel like crap, feeling like guilt, feeling judgment. She is basically in charge of all those emotions that keep us where we are, keep us exactly um, as we are, and as we believe ourselves to be, Helga is the she is the force has been for years for keeping us alive, but Helga, in that in that guise, isn't helping us in our present and our future. She did serve a purpose, she still does to some extent, but part of there is paying more attention to our Gigi brain rather than the Helga brain. And this means learning and really developing a relationship with both parts. And like I said, Gigi's voice has probably been there all of your life, but you're quick to dismiss. You're quick to keep her quiet. And as the more personal growth you do, the louder her voice gets. But we don't want to believe her. And so Helga comes in the back, like, oh, yep, Gigi's lying to you. You're, you just can't do that. That's not possible. It'll take you too long. Why bother? Helga is master manipulator here. Ultimately, you want to accept both in your brain. You want to accept that Helga's going to do what she does. Helga can keep talking at you, yapping at you, and you're just, okay, Gigi, what do we do next? Helga, I hear you, but I'm not going to listen to you. Please sit down over in the corner. I love you, but no. And then we focus on Gigi. The thing about there that I'm beginning to discover is we ask Gigi for guidance. We ask her for information. Gigi, what do I do right now? What is the best use, use of my time right now? Gigi, I'm not sure what to do in this situation. Remind me again of who I want to be. How would my future self respond to this situation? And Gigi is always there. We can always call upon her. We always have to remember her. And then there's Helga. The more attention we pay to Gigi, the louder Helga will scream and want our attention. Helga wants you to curl up in the ball in a ball underneath your covers in your bed. Gigi wants what you want to move forward to experience life in a different way. Helga will never go away. Helga is just part of our package. Helga, like I said, served a purpose for us and we can learn from her because the louder she gets, obviously, um she may have something worthwhile to, to take, you know, note of. So but the more we evolve and the the bigger our steps are towards what we want, Helga will get louder. But Gigi is like a muscle we need to build. We improve and strengthen Gigi's presence in our life because her voice is the one we want to listen to her voice is what will guide us and teach us and show us so helga doesn't go away had to have this conversation with a client recently you may dislike helga you may hate her you may really be angry at her but she's not going away she's a part of us Eventually, you will come to accept her. Eventually, you will come to feel compassion for her, but she'll never go away. So these myths, these four myths, um, let's see, uh, life is supposed to be great all or most of the time. Uh, Negative emotions are causing me pain and discomfort. And uh, I should have been, I should be farther along than I am. And the fourth one, I will get there someday. So I think these are really important because I, I for one, suffered. I wouldn't call it suffered. Yeah, I'll say I suffered. When I first learned about some of the coaching tools and techniques that I now use with my own clients, that it was really hard for me to wrap my brain around these myths because I believed them. And it realized how disempowering. And not so great feeling they really were. I just, I just believed them. They made sense to me and it, aren't they true? So we believe these myths out of ignorance and emotional immaturity. So once we're aware of and can explore these, the life is 50% positive, life is 50% negative and explore that for ourselves I think we can really tap into our own savviness, our own self-awareness that's heightened by our work on ourselves, and we can be determined to move forward in our lives, but still feel sadness, doubt, guilt, shame, judgment, disappointment, regret, grief. We can feel all of that at the same time and move forward. So that's what I have to offer for you today. I think it's a great topic. Uh, I think a lot of us really struggle with our humanness. Um, And it's, it's just one of those things. If we accept our humanness and embrace it and maybe even come to enjoy it, our life will be incredibly rich you know, not only because of our relationship with other people will be deepened, it's the one with ourselves. We are our own resource. We're not tapping into this resource that is us because of some of these myths. So that's all I got for today. I hope you learned something or you have a, if you have a question about it or a comment, please let me know. I would love to hear about it. Um, I will be back next week with something else. Have a great week, everybody.